Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Hallelujah. The King and His Kingdom. Are you excited for the message this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Mark and Pastor Audra are not here today. They are on vacation. But we have a guest. Well, not, not really a guest because she, she is part of this, this ministry and she serves in our next-gen uh, youth ministry. Okay. She is Jessie Locker. Now, you might have known her as Jessie Mowry, but her name changed because this guy... Doug Locker. Doug Locker. Doug Locker is now her husband. Woo! So if you, if you guys missed that, they, they got married. They fell in love and got married. It's as simple as that. Yeah, congratulations, guys. We, we love you guys. Um, Doug serves faithfully with the youth ministry. He's one of our youth leaders. He also serves uh, with a worship team uh, doing lights in Purple Center. And so we, we appreciate you, Doug. We thank you. After the service, we, we want to celebrate them. So we have a cake for everybody to share. Um, if you guys want to greet them, hug them, congratulate them, feel free to hang out in the cafeteria. We're going to have uh, a cake for all of us. Is that cool? Yeah. Come on, let's give them another hand and let's thank the Lord for them. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Well, I am super excited to get to share my heart with you guys this morning. Um, Like Richie said, I am on staff. I am our next gen director. And that fancy word just means that I oversee our children and our youth. So from the nursery all the way till 18 years of age. And some young adults, kind of a little iffy. I'm still a young adult, so it's hard to oversee my own age group. But it's kind of in that scheme of things. So this morning, I'm going to kind of stay on track with Pastor Mark and in his little, the king and his kingdom. And, but I want to look at it from a youth perspective, from a next-gen perspective. What does Jesus say about our kids? What does Jesus say about the investment that we should be making in our next generation? Um, so the scripture I'm going to be looking at today is Mark 10, and it's Mark 10, um, 13. I know I say 10 funny. I know you guys all, that's, yeah. So uh, Mark 10, 13, and it says, and they were bringing children to him that he might touch them, and the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom like a child shall not enter it. And I think it is really important, and I know a lot of you have probably heard this verse, but I think it's really important to, to see that God is saying, that Jesus is saying, no, like I want the kids close to me. And where the disciples see them as kind of a hindrance, as kind of like, you know, they're going to be a little distracting. They're probably going to be sitting in service crying. They're, they might be like on their iPads and the volume might actually turn on or whatever it is, whatever it might relate to now. 
Jesus is saying, no, I want them here. I want them to be surrounded by, by the adults. I want them to hear what I have to say. Even if it might go over their head a little bit, it's okay. They, they can listen. They'll get something. And um, I just, I really think it's super interesting. So a kid, all right, I don't think that God created us and was like, okay, well, they're not really going to be worth something until they're like 35, until they've like learned a lot. I don't think that Jesus wants us to waste the beginning part of a child's life. Like the beginning years of a child's life from ages four to 10 is when they learn the most. By age 11, they have already decided whether or not they're going to follow Jesus. And I think it's so important for us as a church to realize that we are the ones that get to tell them about Jesus. We're the ones that get to show them who Jesus is through our own lives. And it's not just us on a Sunday morning in children's ministry where we're like hanging out and having fun and it's not just on a Thursday night where we're at youth group and there's so much more investment that we can be making into the lives of our young people so today I want to talk to you guys so over the last year ish the Lord has taken me on this journey and he uh, my own like personal walk with him and two words that have really stuck out to me through this like process that he's taken me on is committed and consistent. And if you are committed and consistent in whatever you do, you're going to see results or he's going to be faithful to what he has for you. And so those two words, I want you guys to remember them because that is what I want to talk to you guys about today. And these words committed and consistent in the lives of our young people. I get asked all the time, mostly by the staff, um, what is your vision for next gen ministry? Where do you what what are you what are your thoughts? Where do you see how do you see this happening? And being the great Christian that I am, and I'm not really a visionary, my answer is always I just really want them to love Jesus and we'll see what happens. And I think the Lord has really spoken to me in this area that no, here is the vision for next gen ministry at Grace Capital Church. We want by the time our children graduate high school. We want them to be in a committed relationship with Jesus Christ, and we want them to be consistent in their walk with him. And that happens with all of us, okay? So we want our kids to be committed in their relationship with Jesus. We want them to be consistent in their walk, but we need you guys to be committed to our children, and we need you to be consistent in their lives, Does that make sense? Because if we're all committed to them and we're consistent in relationship with them, then they are going to realize, okay, this, I can do this. I can, I know what it's like to have a consistent relationship with Jesus Christ. My walk might not always be perfect, but I can be consistent in my walk with him. Does that make sense? Okay. So I kind of want to, I want to tell you guys a little bit of my story. Um, my notes are a little bit all over the place. Okay. So. I grew up in church. Um, My parents, I have three younger sisters, and so my parents, we were always there. Anytime the doors were open, um, it was something we did as a family. And, but when we would go home, my, we didn't really see much evidence of a relationship with Jesus in my parents' lives. They didn't teach us how to read the Bible, and I didn't really know how to pray, that kind of stuff. And then when I was 12 years old, my parents divorced. And because of the hurt that both of them experienced, neither of them continued in their relationship with the Lord. So both of them kind of walked away. And because I had grown up in church, I had a children's pastor, and she took me to Pizza Hut. 
And she said, Jesse, we promise that you and your sisters will be, we will keep you in church. We are going to keep you in, in your relationship with Jesus. We are going to help you along the way. And they did just that. The church body came around me and my three sisters. They, we lived about 25 minutes from the church. Some picked us up every Sunday morning. Or they would, they would pick us up for youth group. They would pick us up for any event. It wasn't always a staff member either. It was random people um, that we ended up developing a relationship with. They made sure that my sisters and I weren't going to stray. And it, it evolved. So um, I grew close with this older woman in our, in our church. And her and her husband had me over every single Sunday for lunch. She made the best pepperoni rolls. It was fantastic. And... Through that relationship, I got to know what it was like to be faithful to Jesus. They were, they were serving him for like 65 years. And like to me, that was so inspiring. And I was like, oh, I want to serve Jesus for the rest of my life because of the way they walked it out. And I got to see it over pepperoni rolls. Um, my youth pastors, they were really, really important and intentional in my life. I babysat their kids all the time. I would go to the grocery store. She would call me randomly and she'd be like, hey, Jesse, I'm going to the grocery store. You want to come? I'd go to the grocery store. Things that were so simple, but they were so impactful on my life because they were investing in me. When I was in seventh grade, I remember being at a summer camp. Summer camp is also another thing that is so important and impactful in the lives of our young people. But I was at a summer camp and I remember being at the altar and I'm just like laying out my heart to Jesus and all of a sudden my youth pastor is next to me and she starts explaining to me the importance of waiting till I was married and holding on to my purity and how important that was. And she gives me a purity ring and I'm like, what the heck is this? Like my parents weren't talking about this stuff at home. I, did, I had no idea that you should like you should be intentional in those ways. And so she explains to me the importance and she's like, and you'll wear this ring and it'll remind you. And she was like, and so when I would stray, when I would stray away a little bit in high school and I'd be like at a party or whatever, the thing that like, number one, kept me from not doing bad things and not drinking or not, not um, being in relationships that I shouldn't be was number one, that ring, I would look down and be like, oh, I'm so going to disappoint her. I have to go. Or my pastor, Pastor Jim, and he was so impactful in my life. And it would be like, oh my gosh, if Pastor Jim finds out that I'm at this party, he's going to kick my butt. And so I would leave. And it's, it was the people in the church that surrounded me and my sisters and that kept us in. And my sisters, I'm 24. I have a 23-year-old sister. She isn't serving the Lord. And then I have a 19-year-old sister. She's on staff at a church in Illinois. And I have a 16-year-old sister who is faithfully committed in her church youth group. She goes to a different one than we went to. But she's a leader in her youth group. She was a leader at her summer camp this last week. So it wasn't perfect. The scenario wasn't perfect. We're still praying for my sister. She's young. She's 23. The Lord can snag her back. But people were consistent and committed in our lives, and now they're seeing the fruit of that. And it might have taken a really long time for them to see fruit. We were rough kids. We were rough. And it might have taken them a little bit, but now they get to look back, and they're like, wow, like my consistency in those kids' lives has like shown. It's, it's been proven. It's been tested. And... I just, okay, so I say all of this to say this. As a church body, we have a huge responsibility. 
And it's not just me. And it's not just the three or four youth leaders we have. It's not just the 20-something people we have serving in children's ministry. It is all of us. And there are so many different ways that you as a body can invest in these kids. Like, if you, okay, number one, here's a, a little statistic for you. We serve, or we serve about 110 kids throughout the week. We have about 30 in youth group, and we average between 60 and 70 on a Sunday morning. 110 kids that are checked in to ministry. That doesn't count the ones that are sitting in these rooms. 110 kids that we see in one week, okay? We have like 20 children's ministry leaders who are on a rotation. We have like five youth leaders We serve 110 kids. Like there's no way that each of us are connecting with every single one of them on a deep personal level. Like we need you guys. We need everyone. Like if you're a good cook, here's like, here's just some examples of ways you can serve. If you're a good cook, invite a group of girls over to your house, make them pepperoni rolls and spend some time with them after church on a Sunday. If you, yeah. If you are really good at sports, you know what? We have a gym. There's a lot of things you could do in the gym and connect with students over a sports ministry. And it doesn't even have to be labeled ministry. You can just hang out with people and Jesus' conversation will naturally happen if you're both pursuing Jesus, you know? And so, yeah, I just, my heart for you guys is that we as a congregation would take this responsibility seriously, that we would all commit to being committed in the lives of our young people and being consistent because they are so important. You saw our worship team this morning. That was all young people. Pastor Kevin, he's young. That was all young people, right? And they're all they're, they're serving Jesus, and a lot of them have grown up in this body. A lot of them have been poured into by some of you folks. And, and it shows. Like, they did amazing. And Hannah and Kristen, they, they were super faithful. I asked them last minute, hey, would you guys want to do the communion talk? And they're like, well, I'm on worship, but sure. So... They, they did awesome. And these are our young people. We have so much to learn from them, but they have so much to learn from us as well. And so it's not just like a one-way street. If you're going to the grocery store, pick up a kid, go grocery shopping with them. Never do something alone that you could do with someone else, even if it's inconvenient. And relationship is so important. And we need to grasp that as a church. And as it streamlines down, it's just going to be, become natural eventually. And then to our families, okay? A lot of you are like, well, we have a, we, you know, we do a pretty good job. We bring our kids to church, all that kind of, awesome. That's amazing. What are your kids seeing at home? Are they seeing you being committed and consistent in your relationship with Jesus? Are you modeling what you want your kids to be like one day? Because I think that is super, super important too. Like, are you praying for your children? Are you guys praying together? Are you teaching them what purity is? Are you teaching them these things, these values in the Bible that are so important? I read a statistic the other day that only 4% of this next generation, so they're called Gen Z. I'm not a big fan of these like generational silos, so to speak. 
I think that all generations have had some negative things. I think all generations have had some value that they've left. Um, but the biggest thing that streamlines through all generations is we all, we all are seeking a purpose. And like, what's our purpose? And I think that Jesus, obviously, a relationship with our creator is the reason why we crave purpose. But I also think a lot of that is we crave relationship in general. So you can have relationship with Jesus, but you need to have relationship with a body of people and they don't have to be your age. It's amazing. They don't, they don't have to be your, the whole sphere of your circle doesn't have to be people who are 24 years old, just like me. You're allowed to join life groups that seem like the young life group. You're allowed to join life groups that seem like the old life group. Like we have so much to learn from each other. And it's not even just our kids too. It's all of us. And I think that getting that and understanding that how important relationship is in your walk with the Lord is going to help so much. But back to Gen Z, sorry. So this Gen Z, 4% of them, 4% of them are Christian. 4%. 4% of them have a Christian worldview, okay? Only 4%. So that means the other 96, their worldview is being shaped by the world. That's so sad to me. Like, all these things that could possibly influence them are influencing them because only 4% of them believe in Jesus. And it's not because they, they are like, no, I don't believe in him. It's because they don't know. Their parents aren't taking them to church. Their parents aren't, aren't making sure that their worldview is being shaped by the values in the Bible. That's our job. You know, that's our job. So, yeah. I am so passionate about our next generation, and I'm so passionate about all of us being intentional with them. And I think that as we leave here today, my, my biggest thing for you guys would be this, to pray about what it is or how it is that you can invest. Some of you, you give to camp. Thank you. That's so amazing. We love that. Camp is so important because kids do build a lot of relationships with the people in their church. And when they come back, they get to walk this life out with, with those people. But there's so many more ways you can, get, you can get involved than just financially. And like those are the ways that I would really suggest you guys praying about it. Do we need people to serve on a Sunday? Yes. Do we need people to serve on a Thursday? Always. But is that my heart behind this message? No. I want you guys to figure out unconventional ways of reaching our next generation because they are so hungry for relationship. They're so hungry to figure out what their purpose is in life. And we have the opportunity to give them all those answers. Right? Yeah. So if you guys want to stand with me, and I'm just going to close as the worship team closes us in, in a last song. Jesus, I thank you so much for this body. And God, I just pray, Lord, that we would leave here being people who want to be intentional, that we would leave here wanting to be committed and consistent in the lives of our young people. God, that our children who are here now, they will one day be committed to you. That by the time they leave this church, they're committed in relationship with Jesus Christ and they are so consistent in their walk. 
And so, God, I just pray over this body, and I pray that we would just be intentional people, that we would be intentional in relationship. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 